Hey guys, this is Chelsea Schaefer and this is The Score. This is the Team Roping Journal's venture into the world of podcasting. On this show, you'll be able to bring the Team Roping World's movers and shakers on the road or to the office with you. They'll be telling stories and talking through some of the issues facing this sport. As the editor of the Team Roping Journal, I'll be your host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Thursday, September 27th episode of The Score. This episode is with Buddy Hawkins, who made the NFR back in 2013 with Drew Horner, who won the BFI the next year in 2014, and who has been just battling back on the road ever since. Now Buddy is sitting 14th in the PRCA World standings, heading into the rodeo's last week of the season, so this is a very critical, um, interesting perspective that we got to have from Buddy kind of at crunch time. Buddy called us from the road, and we got to visit while he's kind of in between different spots, heading to Pasadena, heading all over the country, you know, to make this last week happen. Buddy didn't start rodeoing until after the 4th of July this year. So he, you know, he had gone home, was changing some priorities, was thinking he might never rodeo again, and then headed back out with a resistile rookie, uh, Bry Kreitz, and then paired back up with Lane Ivy and has had a bunch of different partners just this year. Him and Lane have won so much to go together in the last year. They finished just outside the top 15 in 2017. And they are trying like heck to get back into the top 15 this year. Uh, Lane's never made the finals, and that has been a big priority for Buddy, which I, you know, you'll hear that at the end of this interview is how important it was for Buddy to get Lane into the finals and how hard he's working to make that happen. I thought that was really special. I love these partnerships that, that are really selfless, and that seems to be what, what these guys had to talk about. Buddy talks about in this interview uh, something to look forward to is how broke they were heading into Pendleton um, and how little money they had going in and how they were eating at the dollar menu. They had $66 left, um, and then they won second at Pendleton and made a big life change there. Um, and so I hope you enjoy this episode. Uh, don't forget to rate it on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher um, so that we so that other people can find it and we can get a better rating on iTunes, and it's really important. So make sure you do that, and I really appreciate your time, and enjoy. Well, welcome to The Score. Have you listened to it lately? Thank you. Yeah, I think I've listened to everything. Good, good. So you know... You know how this goes? You know how? Yeah, I have a general idea. Good. I figure uh-huh. you're going to get me some tricky questions. I can answer all of all of the other guys' questions now, but I oh, good. you're going to sneak some in. No, I just figured <laughs> you're going to sneak some in there on me. Well, welcome to Bubble Week. This episode comes out on Thursday, which is like crunch, the, the ultimate crunch time. How are yep. you feeling right now? I feel great. You know, uh, I didn't, uh, I guess starting the starting any season of my career i i've never aimed for this position you know we were talking about it the other day there are there are some guys uh uh some guys who end up in this spot a lot and and i guess i've been one of those guys so we buddied with uh tyler wade and tyler mcknight this fall um lane and i have and uh we were just kind of talking how we've basically always been in this position you know um I've been to Pendleton uh, four times with a chance to make the national finals, and uh, um, I've only made it once so far. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've got a good opportunity this year, but the year Drew and I made it, we won some on the grass at Pendleton, and then uh, 
uh, a couple of years I didn't do any good. And then this year, you know, we did well over there and that's really what's given us a legitimate opportunity now. So, uh, I feel good. Kind of like I shared with you when I got to Pendleton, I was so broke that, uh, I felt like I was off the bubble as soon as I placed in the average over there. So I wasn't as worried about the standings as I was about getting caught up. So, um, gave us, gave us a legitimate opportunity. And, you know, I, I think at the same time that, that none of us, none of us have, uh, none of us have hopes or dreams of being in this position necessarily. There's a lot of guys that would like to be at this time of the year, you know, guys that guys that have a lot of accolades that, that aren't close enough really to make it. And then on the flip side of the same coin, um, I think we've all roped that steer on the dummy where, you know, our life depended on it or, you know, this one's, this one's for a million dollars or this one's to make the nationals or to win the gold buckle. And so, well, while we don't necessarily hope to be on the, on the bubble, um, there's worse, there's worse positions to be. And, and so I'm, I'm really happy. I've never, I've never had more confidence in this position. Um, and, and I know sometimes, sometimes confidence isn't really confidence is familiarity but um <laughs> well let's both, break let's I'm break a few of those things confident. down though yeah you, you said okay tell me about pulling into Pendleton you said you were broke pulling into Pendleton Can yeah so how broke yeah, yeah so so uh as a disclaimer here uh you know I I have uh, I have some standards that I've kind of kept myself to rodeoing and uh um you know obviously morality and all that I'm not willing to sacrifice but financially I've really always kind of tried to rodeo on on the money I had or I had earned somewhere and at uh uh in in 2018 due to some extenuating circumstances when I got ready to leave for the summer I, I really didn't have I really didn't have the finances that I hoped and so I got a credit card for the first time to rodeo on and I just man I really felt good I had a, I had a young rookie header Brackrights went out and headed for me right off the bat when I when I decided I was going to go ahead and go this summer and, uh, man, I just felt good about it and, and I just didn't have the money. And so, so I got a credit card and, and anyway, things went pretty good through July and August. And then for three weeks right there, when, when Lane and I started, I guess it was really just two weeks, but Lane and I started the first week, we kind of did good. And for two weeks, we really didn't have any luck. And, um, man, getting, getting to Pendleton, I was kind of just in one of those spots. I, I was, you know, had, had caught up on some stuff, but uh, you know, I had enough money left on my credit card to basically eat and get to Amarillo and, uh, pay my fees. Uh, I had, I had enough cash to pay my fees at the jackpot at Pendleton and, uh, and I had $66 left in my checking account. And so we, um, we got over there and, uh, at, uh, at the jackpot at, at Pendleton, we were, it was, it was a good roping and we just kind of had a chance the whole time. And anyway, when it was all said and done, the way, it, the way it shook down, Clay Tryon and I finished like three tenths out of fourth, two tenths out of fifth and one tenth out of the money. <laughs> and so $0, fifth paid 1700 and sixth paid zero. And so I get over there to the rodeo at Pendleton. I'm broke. I've barely got enough to get through the week. And basically Pendleton's the only thing between me and, and, poverty which back to that you know i mean it's one of those deals no one you know people aren't gonna let me starve out there on the road but it's just one of those like i i kind of had an idea of where i wanted to be and i wasn't in that position so uh we run the first steer over there and we had a strong steer and we were probably team 30 of 107 teams or something and we go six flat and move into like fifth in the round and so i'm like well you know i mean i know at that point we're not going to place in the go round but 
at least we're in, you know, we're with the pace where I think we have a chance in the average. Well, anyway, the way it unfolds, just like some rodeos get, they basically won all the money at the beginning. And, and, um, you know, we enter, we enter specifically some, some guys do, some guys don't pending what their preferences are, but we, we like to go early over there and have a first run on those steers. So anyway, we, we ended up, we did hold on and we placed in the, in the first go round. And so that was kind of a breath of fresh air. We come back, have another runner on our second one. Lane does a great job, and we go, I was thinking maybe six eight or six nine on our second one. Too slow for the round, um, but but it puts us. I think we're in a tie for maybe third, fourth, and fifth coming back to the short round, and then uh, another strong steer. Really, we really had three strong ones. Um, Lane just, you know, he he rode his he rode his best horse and, and did a great job. And we have a lot of confidence. We we joke about it all the time that we would go to Pendleton. Um, and ride our good horses um, if it didn't count just because we we're not scared of the grass and we like we like doing cowboy stuff like that you know I don't consider myself <laughs> a cowboy that's as cowboy as I get so I know I'm not a real cowboy I'm not Trevor Brazil but I do really I do really enjoy pasture opens in the grass and and things like that and my mare is so good there you know I feel guilty if I ride her anywhere unofficial in that kind of a setup but at that particular event, you know, it's a great excuse to ride an NFR heel horse um, in, a, in a cowboy environment. So, um, anyway, short round, uh, man, uh, Worley and uh, Chad, Worley goes what I thought was too fast in the short round. And uh, they go, uh, maybe they were sixth back, so they're seventh out in the short round, and they go five flat, which is just unbelievable. I mean, I, I've, seen, I've seen the four-second runs there. Um, and, and it's, and they're, they're awesome, but come back in the short round and, you know, which I joke with Worley a little bit about immaturity on taking fast heel shots and stuff. It's like he could, <laughs> I don't know what he could have been. I'm just saying he could have been seven seconds probably and got the lead. He goes five flat, which is an awesome run. And, uh, but like with the steer that we have, there's a slim chance that we're going to get that lead away from him. We got to be five, one, um, on a strong steer to get the lead. And, uh, and I never give up on it. I just, you know, I know exactly what I need to do in those spots. I, I've got to get two feet. And so, uh, after, in fact, after the rodeo, uh, junior texted me and congratulated me and, uh, uh, junior Garrett, I said, uh, I said, I set the record and, you know, he texted me back and we always joke about English. I always pester him on his English. And anyway, he texted <laughs> me back and he said, what record, what record did you set? And I said, the longest track in the PRCA. And, uh, <laughs> I said, I'm sure in the history of PRCA, no one's ever tracked further, but that steer hadn't cleaned up really good on one of the runs. Um, one of my other buddy teams awards had had him earlier and he'd kind of trotted out of there and it just scared me a little bit on the grass cause your rope can do a lot of funny stuff. And, uh, so I, I, I was planning on just kind of getting a good swing over him. I ended up getting three over him, but, um, but healed him fine, finished fine. And, uh, you know, almost wonder if the five flat didn't help us cause everybody from there on had to be five to win the rodeo. Yeah. And, and a whole bunch of guys that are clutch and rope great under pressure and all that. And so, you know, it was every single guy could have got the lead, but, but no one did. And, uh, and so basically, basically, you know, I ended up finishing exactly where, where I caught at. And, uh, so we won, you know, 70 some hundred, which like I said, uh, official or unofficial, that was a big hit for me in the best week of, of my Northwest. Uh, I didn't do great at the pots. So, um, so that was awesome. And, kind of got us back afloat i said uh josh and i had been my my brother's been driving for me and uh uh he's a great driver and and really puts up with all my nonsense and, and uh well a brotherly love but we uh we had eaten we had eaten twice a day all week and been on the dollar menu so it was it was <laughs> exciting we didn't we didn't go anywhere to celebrate except maybe a pilot convenience store on the way back and got some pizza but we uh <laughs> we had to get straight to albuquerque 
Yeah. And so now you had said earlier something about you practiced on the dummy and it was the steer, you know, to save your life. Yeah. Is that how um, Amarillo felt? No, not at all. No. And, and you know, and, and I, I, I say that. So, you know, um, uh, you know, I guess just looking at, at well, the way I look at the arena. So to say no isn't true. To say, mm-hmm. to say I guess the answer to the question is yes, but it's no different than ever. Um, you know, I think about like uh, – um, I think about the arena a lot of times, particularly like the, the spots like Amarillo or Oklahoma City or the Thomas and Mac or, or facilities like that. I, I think about that as, as weird as it is. I think about it um, – uh, it's, it's emotional, but I, but I leave the emotions outside the building. Um, and, and I try to leave them outside my rig as weird as that sounds, I guess, to really get into the science of the way I think about it is, uh, I feel like, I feel like every one of them is life and death. Not, not just, not just the ones in the, um, not just the ones under what people would say under pressure, so to speak. I, I don't distinguish between the under pressure or not under pressure. I feel like I'm under pressure every single time. Um, and, and, you know, I go in, I think about it like, uh, I think about it like I'm a gladiator in Rome, you know, and, and I, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see, I don't see how you can think otherwise if you can. And that works as an advantage to you. Good for you. But, but I think about it like it is life and death, you know, and, and, and I will, I will die in the arena. You know, it, it's, it's, uh, uh, that wouldn't be as painful as, as missing in the arena. Um, and that goes for practice too. Like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm, uh, I would like to think I'm somewhat enjoyable to be around, but you know, there's, there's another dynamic like Lane and my relationship. We're very, um, uh, you know, we're not, we're not hurtful or hateful or any of that, but we're very open about our, even, you know, our full partnership and, and all of that. So, so Amarillo, for example, yeah, it is. It's life and death in there, but it's not. It's not the Thomas and Mac. It's not about. It's not about that. It's about you know everything. Every, my entire adult life has been spent um, about roping steers. I, if 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 I wouldn't die for it, why am I living for it? You know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's where I've invested. If I'm spending time like currency, I've spent most of my currency um, healing <laughs> steers. So that's that's you know that's what I need to do. And um, but but I don't I don't drum it up more than that. I think if I think if you told me, you know, if I heal this next year, I make the national finals. I think I catch him ninety-seven percent of the time, um, or, or whatever, eighty-six percent of the time, whatever the percentages are. But that's what I think about every time. You know, I mean, it, aside from occasionally when I'm riding a young horse or something, and and we're only thinking about training. Aside from that, you know, my my good horses, we don't we don't take days off, so to speak. Um, every run, every run year round matters to me. And now, how did the rest of the weekend go? Tell me about the rest of the weekend. You know what? I, I would say a little bit unlucky. We we just uh, uh, man. So so to break each rundown, um, we went to Spring Hill, Louisiana, and we had a decent steer. He was strong for the set, and and Lane got a great start and stuck it on him to be three seconds and um, bobbled his dally. And I didn't get a very I didn't get a very good or fast shot, and ended up getting a leg. Um, to be some kind of four. And I honestly, I didn't look at results, but I don't think it wasn't, it wasn't the opportunity. Like, like when he hit the barrier, he hit the barrier and had it on him as fast as any, anywhere we've, you know, we've been three before and it was faster than anything mm-hmm. we've ever done probably. Um, and then we went to Texarkana, 
Um, just had an okay steer over there. Um, they had caught him, but they were really long. They made one ninth or tenth on him, and and uh, Lane got got a good start and and stuck. And that steer kind of hit kind of hit funny. I healed him good and finished. I, I dallied good, but it was just a kind of an awkward finish. Like I didn't, my rope didn't run, but we got hung up facing and, and, uh, you know, it, it's kind of one of those, I'm, I'm not one. I've, I've flagged a lot. I'm not one to pick on, on judgment calls. And I, I thought he flagged the run perfectly, but I wouldn't have minded if he dropped it early <laughs> and we ended up not placing. Um, I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do, but, but it, it wouldn't have bothered me if, if he left the head <laughs> rope a little more loose, you know, <laughs> but we just, we just got caught in the wall over there, you know, um, a few of these buildings are, are, are a little narrow. Nowadays, the barriers are, you know, a little bit longer than they were even when I started in the PRCA, mainly because all the headers head better, you know, faster horses and they reach further. So I think they have to set the barriers a little longer at, at times or it ends up just being a, you know, a, a knife fight. Um, and most of them are a knife fight anyways. But yeah. um, then, uh, so, so no, no luck over there. And, and really like Lane did a good job at both places. That's just kind of how it, how it unfolded. And then, um, we've already run both of them at Pasadena, you know, Pasadena just started Friday night and, uh, and kind of, kind of stayed on our, on our unlucky streak a little bit. And I'm not, I'm not much on luck. I think, I think luck and opportunity are created, but, um, you know, we were, uh, uh, our first year fell down over there to win the first day money by, um, a lot. We, <laughs> we were going to be, we were going to be four flat or faster, four or five on the first round. Same thing, Lane dinged the barrier and got it on him right there. And, uh, and he fell down and I don't, you know, you can blame it on the steer or, or turning off too fast. We go as fast as we can every place we go all year. So, um, just, just unlucky. Our second steer ran and, and we didn't get him caught either. So kind of just one thing led to another. Um, our roping has never, um, uh, it's never felt better. Um, horses feel good. You know, he's, he, uh, our style's a little different. Um, he rides a smaller head horse than some guys. And so we need to maintain the momentum every chance we get. You know, he, he gets them on as short a rope, basically, as he can and um, and tries to keep the steers moving. Um, you know, if you've, if you've got a huge a huge head horse, you can maybe make the runs a little bit different. Um, but for us, that's that's what we know and that's what I expect. And, and uh, you know, I try to get myself in a position to heal them as fast as I can, and that's really no different, I guess, um, than any other healer. And now this time of year, a lot of guys are talking about rodeo count. That's what everybody's talking about right now that is not something that is really crossing your mind correct yeah you know i'm i should i should be good on that so i think when i left last year i think when i left uh uh pendleton last year and maybe i ran three steers that counted after pendleton um this year when i left pendleton i was going to run 11 um so we've we've ran five or six and i i guess i need to look at that i guess i've got five guess i've got five steers left so kind of back to that you know this this summer for the first time in my whole life i had you know there's two things more important to me than rodeo um uh basically you know and that's that's you know my faith and and my people i'd say my family but i don't think if if family if family's blood then then i've got some people that are more important than rodeo but um but so so for the first time in my career, I I, I 100% pulled up and didn't know if I was ever going to enter another event for a while this this spring, and then uh, so when I came back, I was probably lower on count than about anyone. You know, I I think I was at 21, um, you know, right there around the Fourth of July, and 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 then started entering. So so looking forward, 
I keep, I've counted about every rodeo that paid 1500 bucks all summer and I still have five left. And my plan this weekend was to count, uh, Omaha, Kansas city, um, Apache, Oklahoma is kind of right there on the bubble of what most guys would count. I was going to count it and then finish at Stephenville. Um, when we made the short round at Pendleton, I was able to draw out of St. George that same day and that gave me one extra. So I counted New Braunfels, Texas. Typically that's not one that I'm going to count day in and day out, but, but yeah, so, so looking at it, I'm, I'm going in the weekend with, with five official steers left to run and probably, um, you know, I'm going to say compared to where a guy would normally be including myself, I probably have a little bit of an advantage there. Um, you know, thing about it goes all the time sometimes you go to one rodeo and win one and sometimes you go to five and don't win anything but um like i said it i i'm all about i'm all about uh doing my best and that that being good enough i'm i'm getting old enough now i don't know if age is the thing or smarts or or maybe it's the opposite of that maybe i'm just assuming i'm getting smarter but i've got to the point now that my best is good enough if it's good enough for god it's good enough for me (laughs) absolutely no what has changed about you and about your roping since the last time you made the finals it's been a while yeah everything you know literally everything has changed for the for the better um you know so so i've roped good the whole time i i've i've came out of the winter and when i say good i know the difference in good and great and and i'm still not great but i've roped good you know since since then i roped you know in in 2013 um, when Drew and I made the national finals, I, I felt like I prepared according to, to what I understood the national finals to be like. And then I got out there and I want to go around and I placed along, you know, maybe placed in three others and we didn't place in the average. And I, I didn't do, I didn't do my, well, I didn't do what I was capable of, but I did do my best. But, but I would think I was the only guy that was hooked onto his trailer when we were done running the 10th one. And, uh, uh, I, I pulled out of there, uh, before they had ran barrels in the 10th round and I went to Williams, Arizona, it was 17 degrees and I was practicing at seven o'clock Monday morning in Kansas. And, uh, I, I practiced all through, I, you know, probably took Christmas day off and practiced. And when I got to Odessa, I, I had, I had learned so much, you know, and that's the thing is. Um, you know, I think you can, I think you, people say you can win or you can learn. And I, I think you can win and learn. And, and I won a little bit out there, but I wouldn't consider that winning. You know, if, if you don't get out of there in my, in my mind, you know, you need to get, you need to get about the equivalent of four go rounds somehow, you know, during, during the weekend. So at that time that was probably 60,000 and now it's closer to a hundred. And, and I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you failed if you didn't, you know, uh, you know, I mean, the greatest teams in the history of the sport have had terrible national finals some years and, and some teams that you're like, man, I, I don't know that those guys are the favorite, you know, they'll be the ones that, that come out ahead at the end. But so, so the spot there, I, uh, uh, you know, I just saw a lot of stuff I could have worked on. So when I got to Odessa that year, uh, man, my roping had, you know, three weeks or whatever. And, and I'd prepped super hard before the national finals, but three weeks after knowing a little bit more, in fact, it almost started before that, uh, in, just, just to kind of b- background. So, uh, they had some rodeos at Kansas city the weekend before Odessa that year. And I roped with, uh, I went up there with Kale Markham just cause I kind of wanted some rodeos. I hadn't been enough since the national finals. And I went up there and took a couple horses. We actually got to practice a time or two, but 
I think Kale and I that weekend, I think we went, there were four rodeos, four one-day rodeos, and I think we went four flat, four, 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 and four flat. I think um, we joke with some of the guys around because a lot of us have had a good weekend where we placed it at all four of them or all three of them now maybe, but um, but it was kind of one of those we joke about having the record. And the next year, I think Zach Small and Tyler Worley, maybe they're good friends from around there, they went up there and maybe went, maybe went five flat, three, seven, four flat and four, one or something. And so they were barely like a 10th of a second longer <laughs> on four than us. And so we joked with them, but anyway, and then I went from there and I went to Odessa and I won the, I won the jackpot and I won the American qualifier and I won a hole in the pro-am and I won some money in the match open and then went on, you know, a couple of weeks later, I won Fort Worth. I placed at the wildfire I went second at the American qualifier, went to the American, was a tenth of a second from making it back to the top final four for a million. First, first team to, you know, ever catch one for a million dollars. You know, I mean, it, it ended mm-hmm. up, I didn't, I didn't up, I didn't do it, but you know, and, and went on that winter, I come out of the winter, probably won 20, 25,000 that winter and come out of the winter in the top five going into the, going into the summer and didn't, didn't rope amazing in the summer, you know, won the feist and then, and then went out. And, and so, you know, I, I made a lot of adjustments there. And the point, the point I get to there, I guess, is I, I've basically been, I've basically come out of the winter several times doing good. And, and then, you know, the summer's kind of been a learning curve for me. And, and it wasn't really until last summer, um, 2017 is probably the first time I felt like I roped fairly good throughout. Um, and I didn't win a ton of money, um, in the winter with Lane last year. We, we didn't have the best horse situation and I think we won 1900 bucks last winter. And that's the only winter I've ever had that was like that. And then, and then went into the summer and, and, you know, I did good at the Ram finals, but then we went into the summer and kind of caught fire about the fourth and, and, you know, come out. And I was, I mean, I was supposed to make them last year and, and didn't, you know, I mean, we, if we catch one steer out of the last three weeks or whatever, I'm going to make the national finals. And we just, you know, we, we caught, we caught maybe, maybe one steer, but it wasn't the right catch. You know, (laughs) we got same like over there at, at Albuquerque, you know, kind of, a little bit of bad luck over there. We caught two, but we were just like two tenths in both rounds. Too too long to win good checks, and uh, you know two tenths too long in the average to win a good check. And um, the way things unfolded, and and I think everyone in the top thirty deserves to go to the national finals. Anyway, I mean, in my mind, I know we can't have a thirty teamer, but gosh, it, it's it takes so much work to get to seventy five rodeos in the first place. It'd be nice if everybody that went to seventy five got a bonus at the end just for just for showing up. Um, but, uh, but, but the, the big thing I would say, and, and I know this is a long answer to a short question, but <laughs> the big thing I would, I would say has changed, um, about me is, uh, is the, I, I have a lot, I've, I've had a lot of knowledge about the sport, I guess. Um, but, but I have finally in, in the last couple of years, I've, um, I've been able to put more into practice and it wasn't that I was limited by opportunities. Um, like I said, I feel like we create opportunities, but, um, but the opportunity was there. I just didn't necessarily know the execution. And, th- and now I feel like I have, I have been able to apply a lot of the knowledge that I'd acquired. Um, I've got good horses, but I never had bad horses. I wouldn't say great. Um, I may have a great horse right now. I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to hold him to the same standard that I hold myself and everyone else to. He's got to prove it to me. Yeah, and tell me about that horse. You, you, do you still have your mare? You said. Yeah, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. Daisy, Daisy's the only horse that's been with me the whole time. Basically, mm-hmm. um, she's. Uh, uh, so I, I got Daisy. I guess it would be. 
it would be the winter of 2005. So right there around probably December of 2005, or maybe it was January of, of 06, kind of right in there. Um, and, uh, she came, she came from a friend of mine, Jim Lawrence from Dewey, Oklahoma. And, uh, she is a, uh, her legal name is roses might do too. And, uh, so I stuck Daisy on there. She is, uh, so I guess that's going to make her 14 this year. You know, I wrote, I rode her at the national finals, rode her on six of the 10 there. And, uh, that's not the ideal situation for her. There's not a bad position to put her in. If the conditions are bad, she's usually the one for the job. Um, if the conditions, uh, if the conditions are, are great, she's probably the one for the job. It's kind of that middle zone, you know, the national finals in particular, you know, the steers are so big, run so hard and the barrier is so short that the heel horses have to really, really run. And she's got the speed, but she's also really cowy. So she travels a little more level. Um, the, the gelding that I've been riding and and so I would have bought this horse, I would have bought this horse in... I guess it would be December of 14. I believe he was an eight year old. So, mm-hmm. so 12 now, uh, and just you call goes him, by X X. Yeah. 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 It doesn't, doesn't have, doesn't have papers. Don't, we really don't know much about that. Um, I'm pretty sure if he did, there'd be a pony somewhere on there. Cause he acts like, <laughs> looks like that, but, but he doesn't know it. He's kind of like my goat, William. Um, I haven't told a lot of people about my goat, but William's been raised with dogs. And so he, he acts like a dog, thinks he's a dog. He, comes when you call him like a dog does he travel with you not much he has some um i've had him around <laughs> forever i've had him for probably i've probably had him for six or seven years um i rope him on a stake only so i never rope him loose so he's pretty easy to manage if you having a hard time catching up with him you can feed him fritos or cheetos or or uh <laughs> doritos you know anything cheesy or ends and o's and he's good to go but uh <laughs> But anyway, back back to X. He's a pony with a uh, with a, the, some kind of a Belgian workhorse. I'll say a Spartan warrior's heart. He's uh, he's got a big he's, he's got a big heart, and he's and he's he's an all around all around horse. He's his own horse. At the same time that he's the meanest horse, he hasn't ever hurt another horse. He hasn't ever had to. Um, no, nothing ever doubts him. Um, and, and I think that's a big I think that's a big thing with with an animal. Um, when it comes to to competition, he's he's has enough confidence as an as a horse to do his job well. But he's he's okay with coaching. You know, he he allows me to ride. Um, my mare is, is kind of the type of horse. If anything goes wrong, it was it was my fault. And with with that horse, he'll go ahead and take some responsibility for the team. And uh, if I need to make a correction, he'll allow me to do that. Don't forget, this podcast is supported by U.S. Rider, the premier equestrian roadside assistance program in the industry. You've heard me talk about it every episode since the start, and now I want to give you a promo code so you all can subscribe and save money too. You get 14 months for the price of 12 with the promo code PC718. That is P as in Paul, C as in Cat, 718. You only get it if you're listening to the score. This is a score exclusive promo code. So head on over to usrider.org and subscribe. So what have you learned about rodeoing this year? I know it's been kind of a, a real different year for you. Yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I remember years ago of, of all the conversations, my rookie year, 2012, um, I don't even think I entered the rodeo at Salt Lake City, but they they still had Salt Lake City um, 
uh, you know, they had the fairgrounds open, and maybe it was during Ogden. I don't remember, but I was working with Casey Mahoney that year, and I stopped, and I was talking to York Gill, and, and I'm not even sure who his partner was at the time, but, but I just remember this conversation distinctly, and, you know, York and I visited about what it took to make the national finals, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember if he'd just made them that year before possibly and roped with level and maybe 11, and, and I might be a year off one way or the other, but pretty close. Mm-hmm. And we were visiting, and, you know, he and he, I think York's a real intelligent guy, and, you know, he talked quite a bit about how he thought, you know, a guy probably doesn't need to go to 75 events or even 60 events, but if you went to 40 or 50 events, you know, you're only going to do your winning during the year. There's probably only about 40, 30 to 40 rodeos you're going to place at anyways. Most, you're probably going to place it that many or less. And so if we were able to pick those places, and go to the right events that fit our horses and our plan and our setup. Um, that would be a that would be a big key. And uh, so so I remember that, and I agreed with him totally because you know the amateur deal that that was the deal. You know, I mean, and, and I'm not I'm not king of the amateurs, and I never really strategized to be. But but I always got the points I needed to make the finals to do to do what I wanted to do. If I set out to win the the amateur deal i usually did you know same thing you know the u.s tour i was always on the top of the tour when that's what i wanted to do and so um anyway i I agreed with him and and i've thought about it a lot over the years but i never really put it into play well then then this summer you know um when when i left um when i left for the summer um i didn't go to cody or Greeley or livingston or st paul or prescott or winter rock or uh all the good rodeos over the fourth and and did you get into san juan I did. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And so, so kind of the way that deal went was, you know, I, I had, I had decided that, that I, I had more important stuff to do basically than rodeo. I, during when all those books were open, I, I didn't enter anything. I didn't enter any rodeos at all. And then when I started back, um, I started back Springdale, Arkansas actually didn't fill the perf. So I was able to reenter with Peyton Emmett. And then I started right after the 4th of July with Bri. But <clears throat> the point I make there is, is you know I went to a lot of I went to a lot of stuff that didn't pay as good, um, but I really didn't get that far behind on points. I was behind the whole time, and I still I still feel like I'm behind. Like I said, I didn't set out I didn't set out to be 15th going into the last week of the season, um, but but the deal the deal there um, you know a lot of it is I felt like Lane and I had some unfinished business, and I wanted to you know I wanted to do my part when the when the opportunity was there i wanted to basically be readily available and i love the idea of both of us having a chance to make national finals at this time you know we've we've in a way we've prepped for this we would like to be in the top 10 instead of instead of uh 15th but what i learned was was basically that 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 theory you know that theory functions if you do good at the events that you go to um then then it's going to be fine so so I didn't really do anything necessarily the 4th of July, if we're talking about the date of the 4th, but, but by the end of that, that weekend, you know, while everybody else was cashing checks from St. Paul, I think I'd won six or 7,000, um, that, or sorry, I'd won about 4,000, um, that week. And then I come back the next week and won maybe six or seven the week after. And that was when I was kind of able to get back in the mix as far as the rodeos. So, like, I got to go to Casper. I got to go to Sheridan yeah. and Vernal. And, and so I was able to enter some of the good stuff. And uh, so so the first, first week and a half, two weeks went pretty good. Then it, then it went slow for a little while. And then right there, kind of, I don't know if I was comfortable at San Juan. I'm not real sure where it was. My, my partner at, at that time was Matt Sherwood, and, and he didn't get in. And then uh, Lane's partner, 
at that time was Blaine um, Vic, and he didn't get in. So Lane and I had already, before we were a team, we were already going to rope at San Juan. Yeah. Um, and so, so then right in there, um, you know, how, how team roping goes. I know you've questioned some guys on the code of <laughs> ethics. Well, ha- however it goes, there's two sides to every story. But <laughs> we, ended up, we ended up starting our partnership at Kennewick the week before San Juan. So we roped that week. We went Kennewick, Bremerton, San Juan. I feel like there was one other steer in there somewhere. I'm not, but I, I cannot remember if there was. I don't, maybe there wasn't. Maybe we just went Kennewick, Murmurton, San Juan. And that started our first week. And uh, man, I got a leg over there at San Juan, kind of tough steer. We, we uh, got a leg, ended up winning ninth or tenth, anyways. Um, and then uh, uh, won a good check at Bremerton. So, so kind of started off medium and then it slowed down a little bit for a couple weeks. Well, tell us about the kid that filled in before you started roping with Lane, Bry. Yeah, Bry Kreitz. So, so Bry, I've known Bry since since he was a tiny little kid roping goats in the goat pen, and and that's funny how several of my relationships with partners have started in the goat pen. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so so um, Bry has been dating um, Courtney Small. So if we go flying cow genetics and Zach Small um, for a couple years now, I don't know exactly when, but. Um, so he's kind of stayed close to the northeastern Oklahoma. He went to northeastern Oklahoma um, uh, University, I guess, in Miami, Oklahoma. And for years now, guys have have went to school there, have helped me off and on. Um, it's about 20 miles from my place in Columbus. <clears throat> and so, um, you know, Bry mostly was a healer all that time. You know, he's a he's a 80 lead or maybe a nine healer. Um, and, and heals real good. And so, you know, so sometimes I'd head for him at jackpot. Sometimes he'd head for me, um, kind of like a lot of healers and a lot better than me. Um, he's always roped the horns really good. And, uh, when, when Zach small, um, when he was kind of letting up on his roping, he had a good yellow horse that he kind of hauled around as a second string. Um, and, and Bry has, has, uh, I don't know that he owns a horse now, but, but he's been, he's been trying to own him for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, that's really the, you know, the big kicker. It, it's not, you know, and I'm not saying you can give a, a good head horse to anyone and they can maintain them and head good. So I think where a lot of healers are at is they have a, uh, they, they, well, you know, we rope all the time and, and, you know, whether headers think so or not, I think they agree, but you know, roping, roping the horns is, is not the hard part of heading. You know, all the healers can rope the horns good. Um, the hard part, the hard part of heading is, is, is dinging the barrier and having a horse that's fast enough to catch up with the cow, you know, um, finishing super important, but I haven't, I haven't seen a head horse yet that can, that can score and really, really run and, and can't finish. So to me, it comes back to, if you can hit the barrier and your horse is running, you can head. And, uh, and so Bry, he's, he's kind of one of those guys he thinks about exactly the same as me. And man, he, he couldn't have been a better, he couldn't have been a better option for me when, when I called him, I, I, on my radar, I had one guy in the universe that, uh, that I thought was, was interested in doing what I wanted to do. Some other guys had asked me about roping, but they're wanting to go to these and not to those, or they want to do this and do that. I didn't want to pull out the driveway unless I thought I had a chance to make national finals. And, um, that, that was, that was my deal. Now I would have, if, if Lane had needed me, like I said, I had pulled up on Lane and that wasn't my plan. If Lane had needed me, I would have left with no chance to make the finals. 
and and went to every rodeo. But him and Blaine were cruising along over the fourth. You know, they'd won Winter Rock. They'd placed a couple of their places. They were doing decent, um, which which this was prior to the fourth. But the plan-making stage, I, I knew of one header in the universe that wasn't entered at the rodeos that I thought, man, this this is a guy who thinks you know who thinks the same and is interested. He's he's a rookie. At that point, I think we were five. He was five or six out of of the rookie race. So it's like, man, if we get rolling, um, you're going to have a chance at the rookie deal. And, uh, um, so we visited a little bit and, and, you know, he, he, uh, kind of like me, the finances, you know, we're going to be a question for both of us. And so I just told him, you know, think it over and let me know, you know, what you want to do. And, and he, just like me, it didn't take him, I think a few hours. And, uh, he called me back. He's like, man, I like that deal. And, and Brian had, had always been pretty, real good about you know he would come up and practice with me and you know he he would he would put some effort into it and so we just got together and practiced some and it, and it felt good and you know we made plans and you know part of, part of the practice you know uh, at, at a point there he was kind of trying to step up his game and I was like man you got plenty of game already you know we don't need to go that fast um, and it wasn't even that he was throwing and turning off too fast it was more just like seeing him out there a long ways and making just amazing runs and you know a lot of rodeo isn't about isn't isn't about the the crowd pleasers you know a lot of rodeo is is doing your job and uh so so you know it went i mean literally we we pulled out of the house and i think the first uh i think the probably the most consistent heading i've ever had for the first week there you know i think he turned i think he turned 11 steers in a row maybe broke the barrier a couple times but no, no big deal. And, and, you know, the best, the best I've ever had. And, and, you know, no one's maintaining that throughout the year, but, um, but, you know, just a really great, great start. And I was kind of, um, inquisitive, not, not about Bry or his ability, but just the run. Um, when we left home, I, you know, I was kind of inquisitive and it was one of those things I talked to some pastor friends and it was like, man, I was kind of back to, uh, back to Bible stories. You know, I kind of was going to just test the fleece, so to speak. Um, as I left, if things were going good, um, I've never been that guy. I've always been the guy that's all in, but at this point in my career and, and life, um, I felt like I needed to leave. And if things were going well, it's where I needed to be. And if they weren't going well, I, I could, I could kind of bow out, um, bow out respectfully. So Brian and I planned on Cheyenne and, and we stayed hooked through Cheyenne, um, and did decent <clears throat> through, through the first part of July. We were kind of catching up with some of the rookies and, and gaining on the top 15, um, and I think when we finished, I think I was five or 6,000 out of the top 15, about where I was at Pendleton, honestly. And, and so we had, we had went the hardest part of the year, uh, a young guy out there learning, learning and going at the same time. Um, and he worked hard and did a good job. And, uh, um, you know, he's, he's got a, he's got whatever future he chooses, you know, like I said, the, the not, I don't think everyone has the same opportunity, but I think everyone has an opportunity to do what they were put here to do. Um, and so Bry is, uh, there's, there's no limit, you know, um, I talked to him a couple of weeks ago. He had, he'd done good. The all-star finals over there. I think they had him in Guthrie this year and man, he maybe won the open roping and then placed in, in, I think maybe the 14 and the 13 healing, um, had, had a good, had a good week and, and has went on and done good at the circuit rodeos and such. And, you know, set himself up. I feel like he's, he's probably pretty close. I don't know what the cutoff is for the buildings and stuff. Um, but you know, uh, he's, he's set himself up pretty well. His, uh, he, he'll be around as long as he wants to be. I'll put it like that. I think, you know, it's, it's up to each of us. Yeah. In, any of us can be sitting on the couch during Houston next year, but, um, he's, he has the opportunity to do really well. That's awesome. Now, um, next Monday morning, will next Monday morning look exactly the same for you, whether or not you 
um, you know, come, come Monday and we get the email that has the top 15 in it, um, whether or not you're 14th, 15th, 16th, or 17th, will there be anything different? You know what? Uh, you know, I mean, I, to say, to say that the, the, everything would be the same. No, but you know, uh, Nogueira and I was talking about this this winter, and and you know, I think we're good enough friends. I can kind of share. He wasn't he wasn't at the highlight of his career. He may have been missing his mommy a little bit, and and uh, we were sitting around at Denver, and and uh, seems like we'd both missed a steer up the week before, and you know, we were sitting around, and we were visiting about life, but not not just life. You know, I think we think about life as in life ending at death, but if we want to get really deep, Chelsea, you know, it's it's so much more um when when you have when you have the faith like we share and you know we were talking about how easy it is to see to see the negative in a situation or to see our mistakes and carry our mistakes we carry our mistakes so much further than we carry our victories oftentimes and anyway i i started we just kind of started visiting and i kind of broke it down i'm a math guy i talk numbers all the time so you know i told him i said man i said uh i said i feel like you know a lot of times we look at a mistake and we can, you know, if you heal a steer to win San Antonio, say that's 40 units of joy. And when you confirm that you've made the national finals rodeo again, that's 100 units of joy. Um, but if you miss one to win San Antonio, that's like 400 in the negative. And if you miss one to make the national finals, like 1,000 in the negative. And, and if we can really get our perspective, Kevin, keep clean perspective, you know, our, our, our mothers are going to love us no matter what, you know. We're, we're good enough for God, no matter how many mistakes and how many steers we miss or how often we come up short morally or whatever. And so when we start looking at that, you know, if, if our mother's love is a million units of joy and, and salvation is a hundred trillion units of joy, <laughs> then what's the big deal if we lose 400, you know? And so the, the deal to me, Chelsea, looking at, looking at Monday of next week, you know, uh, 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 I, have, I have had so many great um, opportunities that, that I've taken advantage of and opportunities that I didn't, um, regarding just 2018. You know, I, I, I can say that everything that is, that is extremely important is, uh, everything that's extremely important is going to be the same. Um, but making the national finals is really important. And, you know, I, I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago and, and not put myself on, on any kind of a pedestal, but, you know, a couple weeks ago, if I could have, if they would have said that, um, if they would have said uh, that, you know, you can get your partner to the national finals, but you can't. Like, that's all you have to do right now is if you can skip the national finals and get your partner there, um, then it's good. Then I, I would have just drove home. That, that would have been fine. Because you know, for for me, the partnership I have and the relationship I have with Lane, you know, he's I've never had a I've never had a better partner. I've been so blessed, you know, and, and I think most guys are good. So I'm I don't know that my guys are so much better, but I've been so blessed with great guys, you know, great guys to be partners. And and I would like to think that I'm in that category as well, you know. But but Lane's the type of guy, you know, if I lost if I lost everything that I that I knew to myself, you know, if I lost my my ranch. And my money, everything was gone, and I needed a place to stay. Lane would have a place for me to stay. He would find a heel horse for me to ride. He would pay my fees and let me ride in his rig until I got, you know, until I got back to rolling. And I don't know how many guys would do that, but I know one guy that would. 
And so at that point, you know, I've been to the national finals and, and, and done, and done fair. You know what I mean? I got a buckle I could wear every day and I don't. So, so, but to that, but, but to Lane, it's a huge deal. And so, you know, my, my biggest thing, and, and I'm not putting additional pressure on myself. You know, I think, I think that team roping is literally taking a piece of tight wound nylon and, and applying it to the back legs of, of a Mexican <laughs> steer. I mean, we're, we're talking about taking basically something that could have been turned into clothing. <laughs> and and we're applying it to a farm animal. So it's, let's not make it way, way more complicated than it is. But like I said, I, I feel the same about it right now. And I feel like Lane and I are going to have opportunity to run 10 steers out there. And, and that's where my heart's at. And, and I'm a hopeless optimist. You know, I, I'll never I'll never let that go. So I always think better than the best case outcome. So like my sister asked percentages on on making the national finals today. And and I, I said, I don't know, 90 some. I don't know. I don't know what you know. How do you you know, I guess there's <laughs> probably an algorithm that calculates. But, you know, where where I'm at, I'm 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 more concerned about the heading standings, honestly. And if if my partner's in there at, at you know, next Monday, that's that's what it's all about to me. And, uh, you know, he's heading great. He's got a, he's got a really, really neat horse. You know, he's, he's special. He's the only one that's like him and he, he gets good starts on him. He reaches good on him when we needed to catch over there at Pendleton and we had a runner. I knew, I knew the horse and, and my partner was going to give me the chance and I knew my horse was going to give me an opportunity. And, and, and I've started to identify with doing good. You know, um, I, I expect to do good when, when I'm doing good, I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. Um, and, and so back to that, I expect this to be a good week. You know, we were kind of joking the other day, Tanner Braden and I, a little bit after we were splitting, you know, we left splitting Amarillo and we were kind of joking about, you know, the Prairie circuit battles off again, you know, cause, cause, uh, it, going into the Prairie circuit finals this year, we're, we're one and two, you know, our Prairie circuit, um, ended, uh, ended a week ago. So all these rodeos count for next year. And so we were just joking that we're going in the prairie circuit one and two. Well, guess what? Billy Jack gets the lead over there yeah. in Amarillo on Saturday night. So we're one, two, three. I don't know how the weekend in it, but it was just kind of funny. We're one, two, three. And typically that's how it is. And it's usually, you know, uh, usually Billy Jack and I are battling it out or Tanner and I, or Billy Jack and Tanner or whoever, you know, Andrew and Reagan Ward are always at the top of our circuit. So, you know, these rodeos are circuit points too. And so, you know, it's one of those, I love it when I get to go to an official rodeo that's, you know, an official rodeo that counts for, for everything we set out to do. Well, buddy, I think that's a good place to stop. Thank you so much. You hey. bet. Well, I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, I will have my fingers and toes crossed for you guys over the next <laughs> couple of days. So make the best of it and enjoy. Well, thank you so much. We'll see you guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Okay, everyone. I hope you enjoyed it. That's it for our conversation with Buddy Hawkins. Buddy, thank you so much again. Have a good one, guys.